Welcome to The Disruption Is Now. Join us on this enlightening journey as we explore how AI is impacting our jobs, careers, lives, and the human experience. Each episode, host Greg Matusky will converse with visionaries and innovators at the forefront of AI, diving into its challenges, opportunities, and impact. So buckle up as we venture into the heart of disruption, and together, let's unfold the future. Hey, welcome to The Disruption Is Now, where we talk about everything to do with AI. And when I spoke to my right-hand man here in the studio, Dan Callahan, before today's episode, he asks, what does Sean Austin do? What's his company? And I told him what he did, and Dan goes, wow, that's really cool. And I want to tell you that throughout my recent webcasts, podcasts, and uh, appearances, everyone I've told about the company that Sean has developed said, wow, that's really cool. So I'm excited to have him here with me. What his company, Helios Life Enterprises, does is it's created a voice recognition technology that allows analysts or companies to detect the stress level and deception that could be in the voice of a CEO in an earnings call. And I love that elevator pitch because every time I give it, Sean, people go, wow, that's where we're going. So thanks for being with us. I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I appreciate the invite, Greg. And um, yeah, we'll dive in. And, and did I say that right? Is that what Helios does? That is uh, that's a pretty good elevator pitch. I think you, uh, you nailed it pretty well. But it's this idea of conversational intelligence or what we do as human beings very naturally. When we use our tone, we use our acoustics with our words, right? Words being the most advanced language human or advanced technology human beings have ever created. This combination lets us communicate. So, I mean, everyone can always think you talk about kind of getting people's attention. You can always think of like 100 personal examples from silly like sarcasm to things like, um, somebody frantically with a newborn baby raising their voice because their stress, you know, comes out and they're maybe searching on the web and they could say, um, you know, I, I need something. I don't know what's going on. And you can detect this right that a consumer commerce level and to what you already said, which is great, is CEOs are not immune to emotions, right? They certainly are trained to talk a certain way, but very important communicators, very important conversations and the same principles apply. So we've taken language and this tonal acoustic part and fused it together. Well, that's really interesting to me, Sean, because my expertise is in language. I was a former professional writer. I wrote for magazines before I started my PR firm. And the whole notion of language and what generative AI has done is just mind-boggling. And the first time I saw it with OpenAI in December of 2022, I literally giggled because I had spent 30 years trying to condition my brain to write. And when I saw it put together all the data for me that I didn't have to worry about, the verbs or the syntax, it was all done for me. I realized, man, what a gift, what a tool that I could start using for others. I'll tell you one thing that I've used your company as an example many times since we first met a couple months ago, and that is people say, well, isn't, this, isn't AI going to put us out of work? Isn't it going to put financial analysts out of work because it can analyze uh, data so well? Isn't it going to put uh, writers out of work? And I always bring up what you're doing. And I say, look, it's going to give us so many different measures and abilities that we don't have now that I think what's going to happen is a whole ecosystem of different tools that we can use to probe further, to learn more. And in this case, right, 
That's exactly what you've done for the world of investor relations and investing. And that's exactly how we describe it as well. So this whole I'm uh, I'm afraid of the AI certainly is something we run into and you know you nailed it on the head. It's a uh, easy, I guess, to sell that in a way across the space, anywhere, any finance or not. But we use the same idea as you're supercharging your capabilities, just like, um, uh, you know, mobile phones, right? Help me go faster on emailing because I don't have to go to my computer. I can call somebody and you you could call me and we could talk about something on the go, right? That's where I think this has gone, where everyone now is a programmer because everyone has English or whatever language they're typing in. Like you said, there's capabilities that let it uh, make data science in a way easier, like mining right information, but with some caveats. Like, of course, it needs to you know you can't just blindly trust it. But you know, caveats aside, and for us, we are in a place where we're bringing new information into that ecosystem, like you said, to make someone more you know intelligent on the nuances. Right? What were, was I faster on this call than normal? Right? If you and I jump off this, and I had a way to say, well, Sean, you were talking forty percent faster than normal. That does that mean I'm lying? Does that mean I'm tired? Does that mean I'm on a juice cleanse? Like it means something, but it is very nuanced data that you could bring into the fold, right? And it doesn't, that doesn't scare me. I mean, I'm a little bit biased, but that doesn't scare me. But what's interesting also is that all the opportunities that we'd have to create even more work and opportunity for people. I'm a, I do public relations and I've been in those meetings where you're writing that earnings release. And I don't think people realize every little nuance that goes into that yeah. on a training basis. What a tool for me with, with the C-suite to be able to come back to them and say, look, there were some things that showed up on this instrument that may, we can correct, we can train for. So internally it creates a better uh, value and externally, then to those listening to it, they can dissect the conversation and learn more and decide whether this is an accurate reflection of what's being said. And the best example or best story I always use for my, you know, my past is at Spotify, I use the really the um, acoustic ML capabilities of their team to become an expert at picking music. So it was at first the awareness of what is popular music, which is very similar to being aware of what attributes of a leader matter right now. So I certainly think I can hear, right? I have ears, but it took me, I think the actual number was one year, 55,000 minutes of listening to music with spending a time with these machines to kind of like, right, train myself, didn't eliminate my job. It made me very valuable and very unique to grow and pick music across the world. Cause right, you were kind of guiding it towards the listeners, just like analysts are understanding the leaders. So that is, Critically, let's I let's linger important. on that a little longer because I am fascinated by the connection between your experience at Spotify and what you're doing at Helios. I, I, I'm very proud of the fact I'm much older than you, but I'm proud of the fact that in 2000, I was there at the revolution. And in fact, I represented a couple of uh, groundbreaking uh, online music uh, sites, including CD Now and LimeWire and uh, Star CD and others. So Let's really go into that because I think it's important to understand where voice and audio recognition plays into this whole thing. Yeah. So a little more on that story, right? So visionaries like Daniel Eck and Gustav Soderstrom. So Daniel, CEO at Spotify. Gustav is, is now, I believe, C, CSO and CPO, but basically runs product, right? Um, roadmap. And they've been together for, I think, now over a decade, right? Daniel starting the company. That idea of fusing machine learning 
at the acoustic level with really what's necessary in the world of music uh, was their vision, right? So when I came along to work with a company called Tunigo, led by two, you know, two main visionary guys too, I believe, with uh, Nick Holmsten running TSX Entertainment now, and Doug Ford is over at YouTube. That idea of taking the person, so it's so applicable to, to Helios, taking the person uh, expertise and blending them with what Spotify wanted to do, which is scale, right? Massive, massive scale and intelligence, put us in this, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, like a, like a B2 bomber or something where we have like advanced capabilities to see what's happening in real time when we program things, to understand the music more deeply because we have access to certain things and tooling that let us scale in terms of how to like create and pick things and listen to things and, and all this great stuff. So that has certainly worked out for them. I mean, if anyone's using Spotify now, the uh, DJ in it was sort of what, you know, I can't take credit for the thing, right? But I was a piece of the team starting that from AI to picking music to, you know, scaled analysis. The Helios connection is, you know, very similar. You know, you need to understand these leaders because there's so much data out there now that's commoditized. This is the new wave of, like understanding, right? Like people lead the companies, they're making the decisions, they're not immune to emotions. Certainly with a world that's more volatile, they're even more immune, I'd say. And by having that analysis from language and tone, you can pick, right? Pick the winners or at least understand them better. And what does your pipeline look like? Your 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 timeline. You've been relatively stealth. And I guess this fall is going to be a big opportunity for you. Are you looking at other markets? I think of political debates. I, I look at political uh, speeches, uh, State of the Union. Um, what else are you looking at? Yep. So, so correct. I mean, to date, we've focused on the most hardcore um, in terms of size, in terms of systematic capabilities, hedge funds. So you can think of them as data hungry, big algorithms, essentially, right? Doing their trading. Um, that gives you validation. That gets you have a test bed. Uh, it also proves a really hard sales cycle for anyone selling to massive hedge funds. It's not not too easy. Long cycles and very high bar. Where we see the huge piece, and this is back to like the human reality or the human um, uh, component to all of this, right? Is a big big push around the fall of getting a product out to investor relations teams. And I think you've seen it, Greg. You've seen you actually saw the early prototype, maybe. But now this is starting to get into the hands of key innovative IR teams who want to do what. We kind of are talking about exactly right what I mentioned at Spotify. So they can know their CFOs talking faster than they'd like, which is faster than the baseline. They can know that their words are overly positive, which is a signal to the street that this may not be as transparent as you think, because word choice matters. And you certainly could use like a ton of positive words consciously or, or, or subconsciously. But all these different characteristics of the call can now empower the IR teams post call to get smarter, better and basically better communicators, right, from their um, events that they cover and, and promote. So, yeah, well, that's I'd a big like to, piece of where we're going. I'd like to hear from you. How do you use personally generative AI? What have you found it to help with on a personal level? And, and what captivates you uh, in BART or, or, or yeah. Claude or, uh, or OpenAI and Bing? I will say I have no uh, affiliation, but big Claude fan for testing these out. It seems to have some unique... Um, Token limit, of course, characteristics, but just uh, Claude 2 is a great, I think. They're all pretty good, but I think Claude stands out. But how wh- are you Why it? is that? Why do you think Claude stands out? I mean, their approach with this, um, trying to remove some of the biases is something, I, I don't know all the technical details, but that seems like a, an advantage, sort of um, call it like validation or some level of transparency seems to seems to help. Um, 
the token limit actually is very technical. Like that is a, a clear input sort of output uh, feature that that's been very helpful, right? So we've used um So I've used it actually personally to answer your question. Personally, I've used these systems, Claude being the most uh, usable on uh, coding again, which is I think really weird because actually I heard Daniel X say the same thing is there's a junior, you know, a, a developer at my disposal now, and I have a technical background, but I haven't, I haven't kept up with it. Right now it's like, I can make prototypes myself. I can start, I am actually developing something every day, which has not been the case pre pre GPT. I was not writing more than a Excel macro or, or something, but now this is actually like web development to help me test ideas, help me, um, yeah, basically just move faster, honestly, which has been Well, fantastic. it's interesting. This morning I was in a conversation with a team member here and uh, we were looking at it and we were looking at what we could do. We had developed a product called Write Release, which helps anybody write a news release online. It's free. It's called writerelease.com. We had pre, it's formatted and templated. We had put in 70 different kinds of news releases. And then when you, it asks you what kind of news release you'd want to write, it actually... Uh, has pre-prompts, uh, pre-written prompts within it. I shouldn't say prompts, questions that you need to fill out. Uh, so if it's an earnings release, a capital raise release, whatever, it, it changes its its uh, being, its substance to meet that need, right? And so I said uh, to this individual, I said, if I had to do it over again, I think I would have just created one prompt, one long yep. prompt that yep. would uh, act like your news release writing assistant, right? And that would put you through the same steps, but it wouldn't have been templated. And there's a big debate. Is this going to be in the future all natural language or will it be templated? I have a, uh, someone joining, a guest joining me later this week. He's created a, a very similar product. It's all templated. You know, you go through it and you put in your specific information. It prompts you. So we said, yep. can we write it? Right. So we're sitting there at 730 this morning and we wrote this prompt. It's about 700 words. And it asks you what kind of release are you writing? Who should be quoted? It asks you what the tone is, who the audience is, and you and you go along and 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 answer the questions. And in the end, it, it's then it says now create the release at the end. And I realized I know nothing about coding. My whole life has been words, Sean. That's that's what I'm known for. But I was just coding in natural language, and that's yep. unbelievable. When you come to that point, you kind of say there's there's such an alignment here that it's really profound, I think. And I think we've been building towards it, not to go down memory lane for too long, but like Python, when you see like the more human understandable languages that have been adopted, it makes to me a lot of sense why this has been so massively adopted to your exact point, right? Like someone now can not deal with Excel macros, which I mean, I fight with those still. I don't, I don't know the syntax, like Python. I, I, I send them to my son. I ask yeah, him. Right. To... <laughs> right. But that, but that's why I wasn't in um, doing it daily. You know, you have to keep up with syntax and a lot of pieces. And certainly I'm not writing, you know, stuff deploying directly to like live for what we do. But like you said, it's, it's a programming language that everyone can use to automate certain things. It's for us, you know, to help throw in another example, we've used it at Helios to start um, automating the, uh, the summarization of data. So if you can describe your data, which, I mean, that's a, you can do that in language too, right? But you describe your data, then your systems can try to describe it in a scaled way. So instead of hiring like a junior or, you know, mid-tier analyst or something like that, you can have these systems describe the data and we have it make summarizations for us. Like, what does it mean that you're 40% faster? Well, it can look at what that historically has meant 
for you. I could look at your benchmarks. Like it's a very powerful, I think, BI tool that we're now using in our product. Well, I want to thank you for being with us, but I also want to thank you for giving me this case study that I've used over and over again, because again, <laughs> oh, no problem. when people ask me for specifics, this is one that really jumps off the page and excites people when they hear it. I mean, I am involved in IR and a lot of IR professionals have told me that's a differentiator. They immediately say, that's something I could differentiate my practice and take to my clients and really yep. give value for. And the other side, I gave a webinar recent for uh, some chartered financial analysts, and they were dumbfounded, literally, because yep. their whole world was, how is this going to take my job away from allowing other people to do data analysis more quickly. And when I countered and said, no, there's going to be tools that come to you that you're going to be able to show value in ways you've never showed before. And they go, what? And I said, well, watch this company, Helios Life Enterprises, because it's going to, it's going to be out there in a dramatic way. And I, I just think there's so many applications and I want to thank you for that. I look forward to, to uh, seeing the product when they're, when it's available this fall. Is that right? Yep. Yep, this fall we'll do it with a couple um, major announcements. We're going to weave in there, but by October 1 is the idea. All right, terrific. We'll be looking for it, and uh, we'll be looking for you to help transform how we invest and how we help our clients become better communicators. So good show. Absolutely. This podcast is a production of Gregory FCA. If you enjoyed our discussion today and want to continue exploring the transformative power of AI, Please check out more episodes and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.